What's going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. So on today's episode, I want to just talk to you guys about the science behind weight loss. So really strip things back and just get really basic and actually explain to you like what weight loss is, how it works, calories in, calories out, calorie deficits, all these terms you've probably heard before and maybe never had complete clarity on what they actually mean so you can understand the science behind this yourself and it is not that complicated. So I just want to break this down to layman's terms so that you can actually get what you're buying into if you do invest into programs and into diets, into different things that you think are going to help you to lose weight and get in shape and just generally bring some light on that topic anyway because what you'll often see today is a lot of false marketing, there's a lot of bullshit that gets pushed out in terms of this is how you lose weight we can help you burn body fat doing this, that, and the other. And all this is a complete false promise unless you actually understand the science behind weight loss. Because when you realize it is all actually the same thing, it all comes under the same umbrella, then it just makes life way easier. Especially when you're looking at investing into certain things, certain products, certain services, you can have a good understanding of roughly how they all work. Because as I say, weight loss all comes under the same umbrella is the same thing that there is only one way to burn body fat and i'm going to explain to you exactly how that is so if you ever see any weird or wacky approach that gets pushed out with some false marketing that makes it seem like their product is so much more superior to everything else that you've ever seen it is probably false marketing because there is only one way to burn body fat so every single diet that you ever see works exactly the same which is probably a good point to start on if you have a ketogenic diet if you have weight watchers if you have herbalife you have the carnivore diet. These are all diets which do the same thing. They help you get into a calorie deficit, which helps you lose body fat. There is no one size fits all. There is no diet that suddenly has this like magical power. Yes, there's different kind of benefits. There's different drawbacks. There's different kind of lifestyles associated with these diets, but they all work under the same weight. Intermittent fasting, they all are the same thing, okay? They create calorie deficits by using one meaning or another and help you lose body fat by doing that. The way we need to look at dieting is you need to find something that's actually sustainable for you going forward. Now, if you use an approach like Herbalife, like Weight Watchers, can you see yourself doing that forever? Can you see yourself calling certain foods sins? Or can you see yourself living off highly expensive shakes for the rest of your life, which puts you into this kind of cult mentality? <laughs> can you see yourself doing that forever? Probably not. I speak to so many people that have used Herbalife in the past, especially where uh, I live down south for a large part of my life and Herbalife has got this weird little cult down in Portsmouth. If you know, you know. Then uh, a lot of clients I had in the past were using Herbalife. They'd been like hooked into it by someone and uh, they had a little bit of like short-term weight loss, short-term wins some success and then they just basically failed afterwards because they were like, I can't do this forever. I don't want to be doing this forever. It doesn't work for me financially. It's not viable. And then they end up failing afterwards because there's no understanding of what to do to keep the weight off or to maintain going forward. Um, and that is a problem when it comes to dieting. So the way that you lose weight should be something that you can see yourself following for the rest of your life. Not that amount of calories, but the actual method that you're following should be something that's sustainable. To a certain extent, there's just going to be times where it does maybe not feel so sustainable. You are having to be a bit cleaner, quote unquote, than maybe you normally would. Um, but the actual method is going to be pretty much exactly the same. So I want to start off with just explaining what surpluses are, what maintenance is, and what calorie deficit is. That's the key buzzword that we all like to know. And this is just simply ways of expressing energy balance. Okay, So if we are in what's called a calorie surplus, that is where we are eating too many calories that our body needs so that we then use those extra calories to put on body fat. 
or muscle if we're trying to build muscle ideally we want it to be muscle um, but that will involve us by lifting weights that involves us um, eating enough protein and that also makes sure that we are putting our body through more stress and more stimulus so that we actually grow new muscle tissue so this is what we call bulking okay so going into a gaining phase where we are sticking our calories slightly above what our body needs to be able to maintain its weight so that we use the extra calories towards gaining muscle mass now that is the ideal situation when we are in a calorie surplus now for a lot of people who are gaining fat um, and sometimes at quite an alarming rate that is because you are in a calorie surplus consistently you're probably not even going to the gym um, you're probably eating a lot of crap foods and your body is got too many calories it's got too much energy so it's using it to then store body fat so this is where you accrue body fat and you start to look worse this happens over a period of weeks and months and years then your physique is going to start to take a massive hit and your health is going to start to take a massive hit so calorie surpluses are absolutely fine however it is just making sure that it is the correct calorie surplus i am not a massive fan of a dirty bulk um, i don't believe that's healthy i don't believe that's necessary to grow muscle that is essentially just a way of eating a shit ton of calories and going to the gym lifting weights maybe consuming enough protein but just saying oh well i'm on a dirty bulk i'm you know i'm trying to build muscle it's a pretty poor excuse to gaining weight there's only a certain amount of muscle that you can build naturally per month anyway and it's not as much as what people think um, and if you're gaining a ridiculous amount of weight then you're probably going to be gaining body fat too which then means you have to get that weight off afterwards so it's not really worthwhile to be doing that and spending um, you know huge amounts of time in massive gaining phases because it's just not going to be conducive the middle ground is in maintenance okay so calorie maintenance now what is this this is essentially feeding your body the amount of calories that it needs that you burn every single day so we're hitting a balance a complete maintenance in terms of calories coming in and calories going out now people sometimes think that maintenance is just boring and nothing really happens at maintenance it's just kind of like you know either you know you're not gaining muscle or losing body fat you're just literally stuck in this like in between ground that is complete bollocks maintenance is actually a really really good place to be and i would recommend that a lot of people spend most of their life at maintenance really like that's where i spend most of my life um especially over the last couple of years where i've got to a physique that i'm really happy with i've got the muscle that i like um, and i'm more just focusing on getting fitter still getting stronger because you can do that for maintenance like sleeping really well recovering really well just generally feeling really good you have to think about maintenance as you are actually doing exactly what your body wants if you're at calorie maintenance your body is in a place where it likes to be okay it wants to maintain its weight that is where our body physiologically likes if we're losing weight and this is what i'm going to get onto in a second but this is not where our body wants to be there's something called set point theory which i'm going to explain later in this podcast where essentially our body thinks it's dying, it thinks it's starving. So calorie deficits, I'm not saying you shouldn't do them, of course, but it's not necessarily where your body wants to be. And if we flip that, if we're gaining weight, again, like to start off with, we're gaining muscle mass, it's okay. But if we keep pushing our weight up and we keep gaining muscle, again, our body starts to become resistant. It doesn't want to keep gaining weight. Um, you know, we start to go through periods where we can feel a little bit sluggish we start to get full because the body doesn't want to keep consuming more calories so when we're at maintenance we are working alongside with our body to maintain homeostasis which is just basically the position of our body just being at at one at maintenance it's happy okay so when we do this we get really good sleep we get really good energy we get great productivity um, we get really good moods and at maintenance when you're doing things correctly you can still get a really good improvement on your body composition so when you're at maintenance, you can burn body fat and lose, uh, sorry, gain muscle and burn body fat at the same rate. 
Now, it's not very fast, and for people that join the program, I would recommend that we don't spend much time at maintenance to begin with, because I think that it's better to have a singular focus of one first, whether that's to lose body fat or gain muscle. But when you get to a position as to where you are really happy with your physique, when you've gone through a fat loss phase, you can spend time at maintenance and it's an incredible place to be because you can still make improvements to your physique. You can still get stronger um, and just generally feel really good. So maintenance is a good place, but it's essentially in the science of it. It is where we're consuming the same amount of calories or very closely to the same amount of calories as the amount of calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's just maintaining, which is a good place to be. And the last one is a calorie deficit. Now you've probably heard this number of times, maybe from someone like James Smith, where it kind of first of all got its name a little bit. Now, calorie deficit is just simply where we are consuming less calories than the calories we burn on a day-to-day -day basis. And what happens when we create this negative energy balance, our body needs to make up that energy from somewhere. So it has a shortage of energy because we're not eating the amount of food that we need to be able to maintain anymore. So it has to derive that energy from somewhere within our body. Now, it's either going to use fat storage or it's going to use muscle. Now, obviously, we don't want it to be the latter. We don't want to be losing muscle. We want it to be deriving the you know, the excess of energy, we want to be taking the energy from body fat. So this is why it's so important to be consuming a high protein diet and to be regularly lifting weights. Because if you're not doing those two things, then you will start to lose muscle because your body has to grab it from some sort of tissue. We don't want to grab it from lean tissue. We want it to grab it from adipose tissue, which is body fat. Okay, so that is just the simple science behind it. We are creating a negative energy balance in which our body is forced to make up this energy balance from grabbing body fat or muscle tissue. Um, so that is what we're doing in deficit. And every single diet does this. This is, a, this is human uh, body. This is, <laughs> this is exactly how it works. This is the human body. This is biology. This is how things work. We have to grab the energy from somewhere. So every single diet will put you into a deficit, which causes your body to be able to do that. Okay, so don't ever get bought into the bullshit and the myths and the supplements and the pills and the detoxes that tell you that they are doing something differently. They are creating a calorie deficit, which... Don't get me wrong, maybe that method works for you. Maybe you can follow some sort of detox tea and it puts you in a deficit and it helps. But realistically, that is all it's doing. So do not feel like it's doing anything more than just that, okay? So into the science a little bit about how we burn calories um, and the kind of easiest way to put yourself into a calorie deficit. So when across an entire day, we have something called our TDEE, which is our total daily energy expenditure. So this is the amount of calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis. Now this is gonna be broken down across different percentages of different ways that we burn calories, okay? Now there's a few bits in here, there's a few misconceptions that people don't always understand. Okay, so we need to think about it as 100% to start off with. So we're gonna break this down to different percentages in terms of how our body burns calories. So 70% of the calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis is just simply from surviving, just from our body functioning, from us literally like breathing, for our body to just do nothing, okay? All the physiological processes that go on inside our body, this is called your metabolism. So your metabolism has got millions of different chemical processes and things that happen to keep us alive, okay? So if you just lie in bed all day and do not move an inch at all, you are still going to burn 70% of the calories that you burn on a day-to-day -day basis because that is how we stay alive. So it's actually quite a lot. And if we have more muscle, we burn more calories, which is why, again, don't wanna go off too much of a tangent, but having more muscle is more beneficial because the 70% of calories that you burn each day will increase with more muscle that you've got because muscle causes more calories to be burnt each day. So it's a huge percentage. Your metabolism is absolutely huge, okay? This is this whole like thing you hear about increasing metabolism and decreasing metabolism. Oh, my metabolism is, is going down. Oh, this food increased your metabolism. Again, this is just a lot of bullshit. 
ideally we all want to be firing with a super strong super high metabolism because it essentially means that we're burning more calories at rest by doing fuck all okay so that's essentially how we what we want to be looking at next up we've got something called our uh meat okay so non-exercise activity thermogenesis don't need to you don't need to know the science behind that word. All you need to know is that is around 15% of the calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, that is effectively all the calories we burn from something that is not quantified as exercise. Okay, so going to the gym is exercise. Uh, going for a run is exercise. Going and playing rugby at the weekend or going for a swim is exercise, okay? So that is not counting on what our meat is. This is literally just walking around. This is brushing your teeth. This is literally doing anything that is not required as exercise. Now, this is actually quite a lot. 15% of the calories that you burn, it's a lot more than what we burn when we do an exercise. So this is why steps have become such a craze at the moment. Everyone is doing loads of steps. Oh, you must get your 10K steps in each day. That is effectively because step count is a high percentage of the calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's important to make sure that you are trying to do as many steps as possible. There's not a buzz of doing 10K. It doesn't have to be that amount, but the more steps, the better, okay? Generally, just trying to be active, like just making your, looking at your current lifestyle and thinking, how can I be more active on a day-to-day -day basis? Can I park my car further away? Can I get the stairs instead of getting a lift? These are all things that will burn more calories and they will increase your meat, okay? Next up, we've got something called a thermic effect of food. Now, this is a roughly 10% of the calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, this is effectively how many calories it, it takes us to break down, digest, and utilize food. Now, that actually causes energy, okay? So when you eat food, that is going to cause your body to need to expend calories to be able to break that food down and utilize that food, okay? Utilize that food storage. Protein has got the highest thermic effect of food. So this is another huge benefit of protein. The more protein you eat, it takes more calories for your body to be able to burn or break that protein down for you to then be able to burn more calories from doing that, which is another reason to consume a high protein diet. Okay, so that is your thermic effect of food. And the last one is your EAT, which is your exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, what this is, is the amount of calories that we burn on a day-to-day -day basis from exercise that we do now you might be thinking how is this not at the top of the or you know at the top of the three that i've just mentioned in terms of calories it's not this is the problem that people have they think that exercise is a great tool when it comes to fat loss they think right i'm i'm getting fit now i'm going to lose this body fat i'm going to start running okay i'm going to start going for runs i'm going to start going to these classes because i'm going to start burning body fat that is not going to help you burn body fat it is five to 10% of the calories you burn on a day-to-day -day basis. For a lot of you listening to this, it's gonna be probably five. If you're a bit of an athlete and you do a lot of exercise and you run in all the time and all this kind of stuff, maybe you're looking at around like 10%, 15% of your calories max. Still not that many, okay? So stop looking at exercise as a means of burning body fat. Yes, it helps, of course, but there are hugely other, loads of other uh, benefits of exercise rather than the calories that it burns. You do not need to be going to the gym trying to do these belly busting, fat burning workouts, because the reality is they are not really going to be burning that much body fat, okay? Especially when you start actually looking at that uh, as a whole in terms of the total daily energy expenditure that actually happens. So that is kind of the science when it comes to metabolism, when it comes to burning body fat, uh, when it comes to maintaining your weight, when it comes to gaining your weight, gaining your weight, gaining weight, gaining muscle. Um, that's like the science behind weight loss and kind of how things work. Now, what you've got to remember is that when we're looking at weight loss, this is not actually what our body wants, okay? So when we're looking at losing weight, our body's in a position as to where 
it sometimes feels like we are starving it. It feels like there's some sort of famine at the moment and it's not eating food. Okay, this is why it's not easy to lose weight sometimes. Like people think it's gonna be this simple process where you're gonna feel amazing all the time and you're just gonna, you know, get your dream body, get your six pack without any graft that goes into it. When you keep losing weight, it gets harder and harder and harder because you are effectively fighting against your body. Now we have something called set point theory, which is something I touched on at the start of this podcast. This is basically why our body wants to say stay at the point that it's at. It wants to maintain the weight that it's at. Because if we think about like years and years and years and like hundreds and thousands of years ago, whatever, right? Like starvation has been the biggest thing that one of the biggest things that our body has been trying to protect us from happening. Okay, over the years. So when we keep losing weight, it thinks that we're starving it. It doesn't think we're just trying to look good on the beaches of Ibiza. It thinks we're dying, it thinks that we're losing body fat and dying. So effectively our body is going to put up a resistance to stop us from losing weight. This is just this is just literally physiological science of what happens. Okay, you can't do anything about that. And the more weight that you lose, the harder that it gets. Your body starts to become more efficient. And the set point theory is basically saying that your body wants to be at a set point and not move from that point. So you're basically fighting against your body when you're in a calorie deficit because you're trying to change its set point. So as you get further into a diet, you start to release more ghrelin, which is a hormone which produces hunger. So it makes you feel like you're more hungry and you start to produce less leptin. And leptin is a hormone that tells your body that you are full. So as you can imagine, when you're dieting and you're pushing and you're, you're gonna get hungry, you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get tired. Um, this is the sign that sometimes you're actually doing things in the correct way. This is actually a sign that things are working. Like if it's not challenging you, then it's not changing you. So when you get further into a diet, you, you should start to feel hungry and tired at the time. This is completely normal. If you are trying to get into incredible shape, which is what the clients at FitLab do, you should be trying to do that. If you are listening to this podcast, you should have the aspiration of fucking pushing yourself and getting into unbelievable condition. There is gonna come challenges that, that will be with that. Okay, you are going to be having to go through poor energy sometimes and maybe not feeling your absolute best, having hunger, you know, that is just the standard of this. It's not going to be forever because you don't live in a calorie deficit forever, but there will be times where it feels a little bit harder, okay, because you are having to push your body to get to that level. Does this mean that you shouldn't diet and you shouldn't try and lose weight and get into great shape? No, not at all. You should. It is 100% something that is worthwhile and it is a sacrifice um, or is a potential suffering that you should try and encounter because it's worthwhile. Do you want to be in a position that you're in now forever? Probably not, no. Like most people aspire to have a fantastic physique and be in good shape. So you should still put yourself through it. And what you've got to think about as well is that your body becomes more efficient. So as you keep dieting, as you keep getting leaner, as you start seeing your abs come through, as you start seeing your veins come through, your body is gonna start to burn less calories exercising and moving around as to what it was before. This is body efficiency. So it, again, it is trying to be more conservative when it comes to energy. So it's not gonna use as much energy when it comes to moving around. Okay, so you might have burned, you know, let's say like 300 calories from doing half an hour's cardio before on a stepper. Now you might burn only 200 calories because your body's more efficient. It's, stop, it's stopping you from burning as many calories as you before. So this is why, and this isn't a plug, this is why one-off plans, apps, you know, shit that doesn't keep you accountable, shit that's just a one-off program, it doesn't work when it comes to getting into good shape. It doesn't work. And doing this on your own also doesn't work because you start to become emotional with how to respond to plateaus and you, you don't always know what is the next thing that you should do. You know, what card do I play next? And it's very difficult to make these decisions yourself because you're always in your own head all the time and thinking, do I drop my calories? Do I not drop my calories? You need someone to have a bird's eye approach and look at your 
progress your physique, your nutrition, and understand what direction to go in. And the more that you diet, the leaner that you get, the more that you go through a weight loss journey, it starts to become harder and harder and harder and more difficult. If the goal is to get into amazing shape, it is going to become more difficult. And with the way that you are working against your body and it's starting to become harder, you need someone to come and make these decisions for you and understand what to do next, when to you know drop calories, when to increase the cardio, when to increase this, that, and the other. Sometimes when to reduce things. Like I've had clients before that have been doing fucking loads and they've been smashing it. And as they start to get leaner and they start to dip below 10% body fat, they actually can't do what they were doing before because they don't have the energy. So sometimes we're actually being more conservative and we're getting them to do less in the gym so that they can achieve more with their body. Trying to do that on your own and actually in your own head being like, right, I need to do less. Like that is a very difficult decision to make. You can actually understand that, you know, you're wanting to get to this incredible position and you've actually got to have a conversation with yourself and thinking, maybe I need to do a little bit less here. Like no one's going to be able to make that decision unless you've got someone on board with you. Okay. So this is why I believe that coaching is such a powerful thing because especially when it comes to transforming your physique, it's very difficult to not respond emotionally, to understand how to break through plateaus when you are going through a journey like this yourself, you know, trying to break set point theory with your body as you start to get leaner and leaner and leaner, breaking through plateaus um, and understanding how to do that. Now, just to end this podcast on, when you do get to position as to where you have pushed through and you've got to the end of your initial part of the transformation of getting lean, this is not the end of the road. And this is where you need to really think about how to then stay in shape and you need to change your body's set point, okay? So you need to change the amount of the weight that your body then wants to be at. And this is where the reverse diet is absolutely essential because if you can imagine you've just dieted for 16 weeks, you've got really, really lean, you know, your body, you've managed to push past your body, you've got to this position, your body wants to gain the weight back. It is waiting, it is waiting for you to eat more food so it can store all of that energy back and get body fat and get weight back up again because your body still thinks that you've just lost loads of weight and you need to get the weight back, right? So if you can imagine that's happening, that's the scenario that your body in. If you don't know how to reverse diet and you don't know how to slowly get your calories back up again and get you to a position as to where you're safe, that's when the weight goes back on. And you will be in the 95% of people that fail with their, with their diet and their weight loss journey. Only 5% people are successful when it comes to keeping the weight off in the long run. Crazy statistic that, isn't it? Because people don't understand the science that goes into weight loss and into weight gain and into weight maintenance. So then you can increase your body set point. You can get your body to then be happy at the weight that you've got to or roughly the weight that you've got to. Um, And then from there, maintaining the physique that you've got is not that difficult to say. It's not easy, of course, like you still need to have good standards. You can't just maintain low body fat in a six pack by going out every weekend and drinking pints and, you know, going to the, skipping the gym sessions all the time. Not at all, but it's actually a lot easier to maintain uh, a good physique than people think. I think anyway. Um, right, so guys, that is pretty much all I've got for you today. This is more of a, I suppose, more of a science lesson, just actually getting a little bit deeper on some of the, maybe some of the stuff that you've seen um, in terms of, you know, deficits, maintenance, all this kind of stuff, probably words you've heard before, but no one's actually broken them down for you to the level that I have today. Uh, and that's what I love about this podcast. It just gives me so much more time to be able to actually educate properly um, instead of just uh you know, like a a 30 second reel of me trying to explain something which doesn't really go down too well. So I hope this makes sense. I hope you've taken value out of this. Um, If this has been useful, if this has kind of hit some homes for you um, and maybe you're interested in seeing a little bit more about what we do at FitLab and maybe you listen to this and think, yeah, like the science sounds good, but I don't really get it still and I don't really know how to put all this into action. That is super common. Um, Overwhelm and too much information 
is what causes people to take in action. And if you do want some help with that, guys, then you know, just drop me a DM. Like, let's just literally have a chat and see whether you'd be a good fit for the program. Um, it's not that you are obligated to sign up to FitLab just by dropping me a message and seeing how we might be able to help you. That is just simply what I'm here for. Um, okay, so if that sounds like you, drop me a DM. If you found the podcast useful, make sure you're subscribing to future episodes. We've got some exciting guests and some good podcast episodes planned out over the next few months, which I'm really looking forward to sharing. Um, make sure you drop me a five-star review as well if you're enjoying the podcast, as that does really help push out to more people. And as always, guys, I will catch you in the next episode.